From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. I hope you are ready for some rants because this week's very important puzzler is the master of that form. You know him from his many appearances on The Daily Show, from his Comedy Central series and specials. It's stand-up Lewis Black. I am not a ranter. Uh, I do it internally. I fake fight with people all day long in my head. Like I watch someone do a terrible job, but with utter confidence. And I start fantasizing about our argument where, of course, I have amazing lines. I'm like, really? Yeah, of course you don't know you're incompetent, because if you knew that, you would be competent at something. But instead, what comes out is, uh, thanks so much for the yoga class. (laughs) Please say hello to the man we are always raving about, our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. Hello. I am totally competent, by the way. Completely competent. You are totally competent. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Our first game is called Just Kidding. Mm-hmm. Let's welcome our first two contestants, Denis Illage Saucier and Ray Kimball. <laughs> this game is called Just Kidding. Can you tell me about a time in your life that you uh, perhaps had tried a joke, a gag, didn't go as planned, backfired on you? Yes, uh, I was on a video teleconference and thought the mic was muted and made some disparaging comments before the conference about how I hoped that the person sharing it wasn't going to put us all to sleep the way he normally did. <laughs> and the individual in question let me go on like this for about three minutes. And then when he started the teleconference, he said, oh, and by the way, we're sending some coffee out to the remote site just so that we can help keep you guys awake. How about you, Denis? So I, I have one joke that I can remember, and it's the classic pirate red pants or red shirt brown pants joke, um, which was on Game of Thrones recently. And I had told it the night before at a bar, and the the friends that I told it to afterwards, I said, "Oh, did you notice the joke that I told you was on Game of Thrones?" And they're like, "Oh, yes, the joke that he was telling prostitutes. Are you calling us prostitutes?" <laughs> And then I sort of stammered and turned bright red. And that was the end of that. Yeah, you didn't get those girls, huh? No, not so much. <laughs> Some people seem to think that they can say the most sarcastic, mean things about someone as long as they follow it with, just kidding, right? It's like a verbal smiley emoticon. So in this game, we're going to say some sarcastic things about various celebrities and historical figures who just happen to have the initials JK. <laughs> And all you have to do is ring in, identify the person, and the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Let's give it a shot. This late-night talk show host has a face only a mother could love. Just kidding. Sarah Silverman dated him for years. Denis. Jimmy Kimmel. Exactly correct. This actress's voice is like driving on gravel. Just kidding, she's been the voice of Marge Simpson for decades. Ray. Julie Kavner. Julie Kavner. A national treasure, as far as I'm concerned. Indeed. Yes. 
Wait till we find out that she, the voice was inspired by the hair. <laughs> this German astronomer couldn't find Jupiter if it hit him in the asteroids. <laughs> Just kidding. He figured out that the planets revolve around the sun in elliptical orbits. Ray. Johannes Kepler. Johannes Kepler. Ophira. You said asteroids. <laughs> this 30 Rock actress is a real one-note character. Just kidding. She sang lots of notes as Elaine on Allie McBeal. Oh, Denis. Jane Krakowski? Jane Krakowski is perfect. I thought maybe we, I was like, oh, we just found out what they do and do not watch. <laughs> but no, you proved me wrong. Reading this author's nonfiction books about the outdoors is like breathing thin air. Just kidding, but we don't have time to get into the wild writing techniques he uses. Denis. John Krakauer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that guy needs to relax. Really, I needs to go to like into Club Med or something like that. That should be a book. You should just write a book about just going to a warm, sunny place <laughs> and just enjoying yourself and having some cocktails, maybe. Right. You'll never guess the name of the lead singer of the band Jamiroquai. Just kidding. It's literally the initials of this game. Ray. Jackson Kings. I like that idea, but not right. Do you want to steal, Denis? I got nothing. Okay, what if I said, for $10 million, name anyone in the band? <laughs> nope. Shall we throw it to the audience? J.K. J.K. Now you know why they call it Jamiroquai. It's much more <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah. This TV personality is a jackass. Just kidding. He's a professional jackass. Denis. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. How did our contestants do? Denis, you're our winner. And you'll be moving on to Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Our next two contestants are on stage. Say hello to Yale Granote and Yussi Faber. Yale. Yussi. Ophira. Hi, Ophira. The show just got really dewy. It's like a reunion. <laughs> Oi. Oi. What do you, Yussi, what do you think makes a good game show contestant? I think optimism. The yep. hope that you can get asked questions you know the answer to <laughs> will outweigh the questions and make you look like a complete fool. So. I love hope. Yael? Um, on that same vein, I bet telepathy's pretty good. Telepathy, yeah. <laughs> One of you went for uh, positivity, the other went for a superpower. We yeah. could try it right now and see what happens. I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> nice. I can see how this is going to go. <laughs> Our next game is called Your Game Show of Shows. Jonathan, what is your second favorite game show? Second favorite game show? Yeah. Ask me another. <laughs> I thought that was your third. No, it's moved, it's moved up to second. <laughs> Interesting. No, I think we've been doing really well lately. <laughs> As you might have guessed from the title of this game, in this round we want you to mash up the names of famous TV shows with the names of TV game shows to make them more fun. Because if someone isn't answering trivia questions for lots of money, frankly, I am not interested. <laughs> Each clue will hint at both the game show and the regular TV series. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how about an example? 
Uh, if we said, spin the giant slot machine, get three of a kind, and Marlon Perkins will wrestle a live anaconda, you would say, the Joker's Wild Kingdom. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's right? thinking, that should have been Mutual of Omaha's The Joker's Wild Kingdom. That's, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so it, you see what's happening, right? The name of one, a pivot word in the middle, and then the name of the other. Okay. My optimism ran out. Yeah. <laughs> feel free to use your telepathy if that helps. Uh, feel free to talk it out. Sometimes that does help. If you ring and you don't know what you're doing, you can talk through it. And it'll also be amusing for us to watch you flounder on stage. Well, we don't help. Uh -huh. no, no, we're yeah. not going to help oh, at all. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> all right, here we go. The single ladies of Westeros have lots of questions for bachelors number one, two, and three, like... When exactly is winter coming? Yael. The dating game of thrones. That's correct. That is a great premise, by the way, the day, right? It's a and much more interesting show. It's fun. Yeah. Bachelor number two, if you were to murder my entire family, <laughs> what would you call it? Archie Bunker, his wife Edith, Meathead and Gloria need another relative to name the top five answers on the board. You'll see. All in the family feud. You got it. Trauma Award physicians Dr. Doug Ross and Dr. John Carter compete with the help of 10-year-olds to see who remembers more about their elementary school education. Yael. E, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah, that's right. I have to say, nobody thought anybody was going to get that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. We battled about that one. We're just like, oh, well. Somebody's going to fall on yeah, this grenade. exactly. <laughs> David Gregory must have landed on a whammy when he was replaced by Chuck Todd on this Sunday NBC News Institution meets 1980s game show. <laughs> you made the clue sound impossible. I made it sound more complicated than it is. Yesy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Joker's wide, Wild World of Sports. That's a good guess, but it's yeah. incorrect. Well, A for effort. Well, unfortunately, we don't grade that way here on this game, but <laughs> you're in my heart. Yael, do you, have a, do you have a guess? I got nothing. Whammies? Do you remember no whammies? Sorry, no. No, that's okay. All right, who knows, who knows the answer? You did things. Meet the press your luck. The medical staff of St. Allegis Hospital better brush up on their geography if they expect to find an elusive crook somewhere on the globe. And I hope they like Rockapella. <laughs> Yossi. Saint elsewhere in the world is Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, yeah you like gave it up for I that when you were odd. like. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they were really cheering for Saint elsewhere. <laughs> Me and her, we're more like Hill Street Blues Clues people. <laughs> All right, this is your last question. It's game show meets game show, as Monty Hall's contestants have to pick not from three doors, but from Howie Mandel's 26 briefcases. Yael? Let's make a deal or no deal? You got it. Greg, how did our contestants do on that one? Well, it was a very close game, Jonathan, but Yael emerges the victor, and we'll go on to our final round. Thank you both. 
up, I get the sense that our VIP comedian Lewis Black might have a few things on his mind, and he's not happy about them. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Did you know that NPR has a brand new show coming out that you have to listen to? Get ahead of the curve. It's called Invisibilia, and it debuts on January 9th. Invisibilia looks at the invisible forces that shape human behavior. From the people that created This American Life and Radiolab, don't miss a single episode beginning on January 9th. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. Let's now welcome our very important puzzler. You know him from his regular appearances on The Daily Show and his stand-up specials. It's comedian Lewis Black. (laughs) These are desperate times. (laughs) I know that you tour constantly. I was just thinking of all the different venues you have played. Theaters, comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm p- plenty of basement, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, a bowling alley. Bowling alley. But I would love to know, has anyone ever considered it a great idea for their birthday, their anniversary, perhaps as some sort of fun private party to hire you? It, that's such a... Beautiful setup, and we really didn't discuss this at all. No. Uh, I had a call from Norman Lear, uh, the Norman Lear who gave us All in the Family yeah. and All in the Family Feud. Um, <laughs> and um, this is oh, 15, 20 years ago, so I'm, I'm just starting to do well. And uh, he goes, hi, this is Norman Lear. And I believe in my heart of hearts that my life is going to be changed. <laughs> of course you do. Quite obviously, he's written something and wants me in it. And, and the sad days are over. <laughs> and he said to me, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you uh, have ever thought about doing something like this. And I'm going, yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> said, but um, you ever performed at a bar mitzvah? <laughs> the one thing his son wanted was for me to perform at his bar mitzvah. So it's like, I'm screwed. <laughs> what do you do, you know? I'm, I'm Jewish, for starters, so it's, <laughs> let's smash this kid's dreams. No, tell your kid, screw him. Uh, and, and a stinking bar mitzvah. And, uh, and I did a bar mitzvah. I did it. How, how much time did you have to do? Seemed like a year. <laughs> <laughs> I love knowing that you uh, kind of started stand-up as a hobby, for lack of a better term. It because, was a hobby. Yeah, because you went to Yale Drama School yeah. and received an MFA. 
uh, and became a playwright. Yeah. I, I really thought I'd make a living at it. So it was psychotic. I have to say, I've never heard someone say I had to get into stand to make money, though. I've never heard that. Well, at that point, I was doing it. Um, I ran a club in New York called the West Bank Cafe in a theater downstairs. And I hosted every show. All of a sudden, the comedy seemed to be what they were attracted to. Meanwhile, I'm going, I've got this play. <laughs> and... Um, the real turning point was I went to Houston, had a play down there, thought that this was it, I'd made it. And it was one of the most horrible experiences of my life. I thought, I finally made it to where I want to be, and they're treating me. I mean, they were just, it was, when I think back, it's like, oh, that was an abusive orphanage. Um, <laughs> and it was horrible. The whole experience, everything they told me was a lie, the whole thing was awful. So I, I, and, uh, I went across town to just audition at a comedy club. And uh, they offered me a headline shot, and it was um, the same amount of money that I was making for the play that I'd spent three years with a friend writing, a musical. A musical. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew where the money was. So when you were doing this club in Houston where that gives you your break and you're starting to stand up, are you ranting then? What I had not learned is that... Uh, to do something other than rant. So it was 55 minutes where I would start bellowing like a lunatic and then top myself. <laughs> My friend Kathleen Madigan, another comic said, she said, do you realize that uh, for eight minutes the audience isn't laughing? <laughs> they're, they're scared to death. <laughs> and I said, I had no idea. But, but it eventually, you know, once then I learned to modulate it a little. And... Right, build some peaks. Yeah, 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 you know, peaks and valleys and yeah. stuff. And now, and now that I give them a little more valleys at times and don't yell as much, they go, oh, he got tired. <laughs> oh, oh, idiots. Okay, Lewis, we're going to quiz you later in the show, but right now we're going to find out more about you in this next quiz called... The worst. Mm -hmm. And our next contestant is on the line. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Amy Robinson from Atlanta, Georgia. Hello, Amy. Hi. <laughs> Amy, what do you think is the worst or one of the things to you that is the worst? Oh, I, I think one of the things that probably, you know, makes me want to jab a pencil in my eyes when people you know, just kind of ignore stuff that's right in front of them and say, no, I'm going to believe this other thing instead. You know, like there's mountains of scientific evidence in front of them and instead they just go, no, I don't believe that. Never mind that. <laughs> oh, I got applause for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, uh, you, I'm, I'm, you're so perky. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's what I love about the South. They're so happy. <laughs> they are so happy. <laughs> okay, so this game is called The Worst. Amy, in Lewis's Comedy Central show, Root of All Evil, he had to decide which of two people or things were the root of all evil, like Donald Trump or Viagra, which yes. you would say, which is... Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump, but as a matter of fact, the answer to every question, Amy, <laughs> is Donald Trump. <laughs> So, Amy, we're 
we've given him some brand new things to get angry about, and you, you have to tell us which of each pair did Lewis think was the worst. And okay. if you get enough questions right, we will send you an amazing Ask Me Another prize. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> I, don't, I don't guess the prize would be Lewis playing my son's bar mitzvah. <laughs> My price has gone up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. We asked Lewis Black, which is the worst, the TSA or the NSA? Hmm, that's a good one. I would probably say the TSA because he travels a fair amount and they're a pain in the ass. Wow, you're like inside my head. <laughs> yeah. I used to say it was the people in, in when I was in school, audiovisual aids, the people who like brought in the projectors and stuff, that group. And now they finally get to put on uniforms and really kick ass. <laughs> the disappearing middle class or corporations as people. Amy, which one did Lewis Black think is the worst? Oh, I... This is just a, a, my gut reaction is corporation is people, well, but, but I'm wrong, obviously. We were moving toward a really a, a spiritual marriage. And <laughs> no, uh, no, the only, you know why I picked uh, the disappearing middle class? Because corporations as people, you can actually, we can go to the court system and we can, we can redo that nonsense. That can be redone. Uh, I don't know how we're getting the middle class back unless there's leadership. <laughs> I would like to hear the word leadership followed by that laugh just like all the time it's your new ringtone it would be here. amazing <laughs> helicopter parents or toddler beauty pageants oh I know aren't they the same thing I know like, well <laughs> one does create the other I would say I would say the toddler beauty pageants, just because I think that's horrible. Yeah. And you're right. <laughs> it's really hard. Toddler beauty pageants, those are just so freakish on so many levels, just beyond disturbing. I mean, beyond any. It's like some sort of cartoon come to life that's evil. <laughs> right, exactly. Small little things with big lipstick yeah, on. Yeah. bring it up a notch. <laughs> Here is your final question. Artisan foods or soy milk? Soy milk, because there's no, no soy booby. <laughs> She's good. Wow. That's exactly it. It's not milk. They squeeze a bean. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting in a latte. It's disgusting. It's disgusting in coffee. It's horrific. I don't care if they flavor it. I would rather be at a coffee place and a goat be on the counter and I'd squeeze it. There's one for the book. I... Someone is building that business right now. Amy, congratulations. You did well enough for us to be sending you... 
and ask me another Rubik's Cube that we forced Lewis Black to sign yeah. for you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank so, you. You're welcome. We'll, we'll figure out the details of the bar mitzvahs <laughs> yeah. later. Thank you so much, Amy, and thank you, Lewis Black, for being thank an you. amazing guest. We will see you a little later in the show for your own challenge. You know what's the worst? Knowing all the answers and having no record of it. So to be a contestant on Ask Me Another, send us an email to askmeanother at npr.org. Do it. Now please welcome our next contestants, Lisa Bennett and David Smead. I love this when this happened. We have a married couple on our stage. Competing against each other. This is how they work out their issues. <laughs> and you are you're visiting us. Where are you visiting us from? Atlanta. Atlanta. Just, just outside of Atlanta. Just outside of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And what brings you to New York? Uh, we mainly came to go to the New York City All Day Sacred Harp Convention. <laughs> to sing. sing. Yes, to, to sing. sing. What kind, of, what kind of singing is it? Um, sacred harp, it's uh, shape note singing. It's a very old style of singing. Um, a lot of songs about death. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Memento mori. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uplifting. Yeah, exactly. You are going to love this game. It is called Cookie Monster Vocals and Lucky, oh, Lucky, boy. Lucky Jonathan Colton. Yes. He's going to explain to you what's about to happen. So... In death metal, uh, some singers sing with this kind of gravelly voice that, that people like to call cookie monster vocals. You're both nodding your heads as if you're like, yeah, we know death metal. Because obviously nothing says death metal like a delicious cookie. <laughs> now, in this game, we are focusing on cookie monster's habit of confusing pronouns, specifically I with me. So I am going to, or if I were cookie monster, I would say, me am going to replace all of the I's in a song with me's. And you then have to tell me the song's title as Cookie Monster would sing it. It makes perfect sense. Here's an example for you. Oh yeah, me will tell you something Me think you'll understand When me say that something And you would answer, me want to hold your hand. Of course we would. Of course you would. The winner will move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. The loser will get a delicious cookie, so really everybody wins. <laughs> me saw him dancing there by the record machine. Dude must have been about 17. The beat was going strong. Playing my favorite song. Me could tell it wouldn't be long till he was with me. Yeah, me. Me could tell it wouldn't be long to live with me, yeah, me. Sing it. Lisa? Me love rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> didn't me, didn't me, didn't me see you crying. Didn't me, didn't me, didn't me see you crying. Feel all alone without a friend, you know you feel like dying. Didn't me, didn't me, didn't me see you crying. David and Lisa are looking at each other. They're talking it out. 
They're saying we both don't know, but that makes us good at sea, people lost still. At sea. You almost have it, Lisa. I can see you're searching the databanks for it. I'm just blank. Okay. David's just looking at Lisa. There's no help there. <laughs> All right, what, what is it, everybody? Me want you to want me. That's right. Cheap trick. Yeah. I actually saw them live. You too. saw them live? Did they not play that song? <laughs> <laughs> At first, me was afraid. Me was petrified. <laughs> Kept thinking me could never live without you by my side. But then me spent so many nights. <laughs> Thinking how you did me wrong and me grew strong And me learned how to get along Lisa? Me will survive Yeah <laughs> It does sound like a caveman <laughs> Somehow more And me grew strong <laughs> Me grew strong Oh me Been dreaming through my life made it we found you at last so come on now let's try it we love you can't deny it cause it's true me do me do me do me do me do yeah <laughs> okay this is your last clue me used to think that me could not go on And life was nothing but an awful song But now me know the meaning of true love Me leaning on the everlasting arm If me can see it Then me can do me just believe it There's nothing to it For God's sake, somebody sing the chorus! I'm sorry. I believe I can fly. Me believe. That me can one. believe, me can fly. Oh, yes, yes. I've, I've scrubbed it from my memory banks. <laughs> I got it stuck in my head really badly a lot. It's all, it's all that cheap trick you've been listening to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, that's, that's the end of our game. Uh, how did our contestants do? <laughs> well, the audience got two. <laughs> David, I'm sorry to say... You didn't win, but for making it through the game, we do have a cookie for you. And we know you're vegan, so it's a meatless cookie. <laughs> Lisa, you're our winner. That means you're going to be back with us for the Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Coming up, we'll find out whether our VIP Lewis Black is really a drama queen. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. 
Ask Me Another is happy to have TaxAct.com as one of our sponsors this week. TaxAct has helped people file their taxes for over 10 years. They also offer additional services, including auditing and email support. TaxAct will guide you every step of the way, allow you to pause and finish filing at any time, and guarantee a maximum refund. Go to TaxAct.com ask to get started. TaxAct. Easy. Fast. Free. You're listening to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and coming up, we'll put VIP Lewis Black back in the puzzle hot seat. But first, our next two contestants are right here. Say hello to Amanda Lee Darby and Mark Gillum. This game is called Comparatively Speaking. Jonathan? Yes? You know that a comparative adjective is a word used to compare two things, such as, I am smarter than a puzzle guru. Uh I'm sorry? Or, you are hairier than me, but uh, that's because I work hard at it. (laughs) Amanda Mark, if you were to compare yourself... To the average person, whatever you would classify as the average person. Uh, what comparative adjective would you use? Like, I am this year than that person. Mark? I would say I'm less patient. Impatient? Good. Amanda? More well-read. More well-read. Oh. I like her answer. That's good for yeah, me, too. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. How about you, Jonathan? I would say I'm, I am uh, NPR-ier than most of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> NPR-ier? NPR-ier. Okay. Mostly because I'm hosting on this show here. Sure, so. yeah, yeah. I like that you call it hosting. That is uh, not what you're doing. <laughs> I couldn't think of a verb for one-man house band. <laughs> That's fine. This game is actually about nouns and proper nouns that only seem like they are comparative adjectives because they happen to end with the letters I-E-R. So we will describe the noun and the adjective that it resembles... And you will give us the resulting phrase. Right. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how about an example? Of course. If I asked what you might call a high chest of drawers with a more delicate whipped texture, you would, of course, reply, a chiffonier chiffonier. So just like the kind of words you use in your everyday conversation. Amanda, how's that reading paying off about now? (laughs) Just remember, in each question, the noun we're looking for ends in I-E-R. Let's give it a shot. A chef who specializes in bechamel and hollandaise and does so with a lot more sass. Amanda. A saucier saucier. Exactly. A mountain outside Seattle that has more precipitation. Amanda. A uh, rainier, rainier. You got it. A casino dealer who has a louder barking cough. Mark. A croupier, croupier. A croupier, croupier, yeah. A city in Morocco with a much more pungent flavor. Amanda. Now I think I have the wrong country. An Algier, 
Algiers. <laughs> no, that's a good. That is incorrect. I'm sorry, Mark. Do you want to guess? Got nothing. What is it, everybody? Tangier, Tangier. A tangier Tangier. Ah. They've been promising us that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> a Xerox machine that is more like a policeman or a woman. Amanda. A copier, copier. A copier, copier, exactly. A candy maker who possesses a richer cocoa flavor. Amanda. A chocolatier, chocolatier. That's right. Nice. All right, this is your last question. A legendary French jeweler and watchmaker that is more like a hand-pushed vehicle. Amanda. A Cartier Cartier. A Cartier Cartier. You are just faster than me. (laughs) Plus a guru, Greg Pliska. How did our contestants do? Well, Mark, you got all the questions about casino gambling. (laughs) And Amanda, you are our winner. We'll see you in our Ask Me One More final round. Please welcome back our very important puzzler, Louis Black. So when we asked you, Louis, what kind of game you would like to play for your final round, uh, we are actually a little surprised that you said, I want a game about American theater. Well, you know, when you spend like really what was an inordinate amount of money on an education that went nowhere, (laughs) uh, you kind of want to see if it paid off. (laughs) If it could be useful. Yeah. Well, was it going to do geography? (laughs) How many, now you were working uh, at the West Bank Theater for... For Eight years. Eight years. And during that time, you were, um, you wrote plays and staged them? Yeah, we did, honestly, more new American one-act plays than any theater in the country. Nobody did more. And what we learned was, nobody cares. (laughs) Two new one-act plays every week for eight years. We did Aaron Sorkin's first play. We did Alan Ball's first work. James Gandolfini appeared there. We were very lucky. We were at a time frame when uh, there was not a lot of places in uh, New York for young actors to work. Yeah, now there's lots of Starbucks and all kinds of places. (laughs) (laughs) Let's welcome your teammate for this next round. Please welcome Alan Abzis. No, Alan, come on here, out here. Alan Abzis. You got it right. There we go. Okay, it's like you just have to go for it. That's it. You can't pause in the middle or you're done. I've heard that before. Um, <laughs> Alan, you're a professor at the College of New Jersey teaching creative development. Uh, teaching creative, yes, development for teachers. That's right. And how long have you been a teacher? Teaching is actually my third career. Oh. That's the one that stuck. Um, in my infancy, I was a casting director for film and theater and commercials and music videos and you never catch me. No. <laughs> My last show, the one that drove me out of the business, was a, a live stage show about uh, Elvis and his influence on American music. And that sounds great, right? Until you have to spend a year auditioning Elvi. Okay, so you're going to be playing together. What's going to happen is Lewis will be given a list of famous American plays. 
and you have to get Alan to guess the titles based on your description. The only catch is, is that you cannot mention any of the obvious words in the title. Uh, so if the work is death of a salesman, you can't say death or salesman, you can say of or ah. ah though. But if you say one of those words uh, and you don't realize it, you'll hear this. I'm up for it. All right. We got this. <laughs> Let's do this. Two minutes on the clock, beginning Two now. Minutes. Oh, boy. Uh, New Orleans. A streetcar named Desire. <laughs> uh, witches. Um, burning witches. Oh, wicked. No, no. Oh, 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 oh. No, uh, bad Abigail, witches. Abigail, Abigail, Proctor, no. uh, 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 yeah. Arthur Miller. Yeah. The, the Crucible. Way to go. <laughs> um... First uh, major gay uh, play breakthrough. Uh, Torchstone Trilogy. Very good. That's actually... But the next one... Uh, 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 <laughs> the one with Mark Ruffalo, uh, Larry Kramer wrote yeah, it. Uh, no, no, uh, the next one. The next one. As is... Uh, the next one. Uh, Angels in America. You got it. <laughs> I knew we'd get there. No, that was good, though. That was... You're better at this than I am. Wow. Um, uh, the, the, it takes place uh, business office uh, guys backbiting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going yeah, after yeah. each David other. David Mamet, uh, real estate. Uh, uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. Good for you. <laughs> uh, 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 major uh, major uh, black authoress uh, revival. Lorraine gun. Hansberry. Yes. Uh, Raisin in the Sun. You are good. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the most vicious couple in the history of theater. Oh, George and Martha. Uh, 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 who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? You are. <laughs> why, why did you get out of theater? <laughs> um, uh, a great uh, female Jewish writer. Uh, big, her b big hit. Um, um, uh, uh, give me a little more. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I never saw it. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> I went to school with her. Does uh, that help? Yeah. <laughs> Let me skip Brooklyn. it. Uh, uh, two guys in an apartment, they don't uh, mix at all. Play was in like the 60s, then became a TV show. Oh, The Odd Couple. Yeah. Yeah, great. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> but clearly, you guys did amazing. That was... <laughs> Stellar. I, I uh, need to know the Jewish writer whose plays you didn't see. The Heidi Chronicles. Oh. We never would have gotten course. here. Yeah. We'd have been here a week. <laughs> Swiss uh, girl with braids. <laughs> <laughs> you made for some great radio because you gave a hint and then you gave like seven other facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I paid for my education. <laughs> that was great. You're both going to be going home with our limited edition Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt, so yes. congratulations. I know, I know. It's hard to believe. Thank you so much, Alan, and let's hear it for our VIP, Lewis Black. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from Just Kidding, Denis Illich Saucier. From your game show of shows, Yael Grenot. From Cooking Monster Vocals, Lisa Bennett. 
And from Comparatively Speaking, Amanda Lee Darby. They will be playing our Ask Me One More final round, led by our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. All right, here we go. This game is called Bad Information. In this game, the answers are words, phrases, and names that contain the letters B-A-D in order. The letters may be at the beginning of an answer, the end, or in the middle, and they may form their own word or be part of a longer word. For instance, if we said, it's the capital of Pakistan, you would say, Islamabad, right? You, <laughs> you might say Karachi, but then that would be wrong for several reasons. Now, we're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give us an answer, and the last person standing will be our Ask Me Another grand winner. And your prize, Lewis Black has agreed to record a personalized rant voicemail message for your phone. So let's just say I won and we can all go home, because I really want that. It's a great prize. All right, now remember, the letters B-A-D will appear in order somewhere in every answer. Here we go, Denis? Yes. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are not good young men in this film. Bad boys. Correct. All right, yell. This is a Lady Gaga hit about a love that's all wrong. Bad romance. Correct. Lisa, this Weasley animal is the state animal of Wisconsin. The badger. Correct. Amanda, Cameron Diaz goes back to school to work there poorly in this 2011 film. Bad teacher. Correct. Denis, in this hit song, Daniel Powder complains about having a lousy 24 hours. Bad day? Correct. <laughs> Yael, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah play high school seniors in this 2007 film comedy. Super bad. Correct. Lisa, this 80s dance craze from Brazil was associated with short skirts and shaking hips and was nicknamed the Forbidden Dance. The Lombada. Lombada is correct. Uh, Amanda, this one named comedian shares a name with the heroic sailor in the Arabian Nights. Sinbad. Correct. Denis, cast off kids form a baseball team and win over Walter Matthau's cold, cold heart in this 1976 film. Bad News Bears? Correct. Okay, yeah, here we go. This island nation northeast of Trinidad and Tobago is the easternmost island in the Caribbean. I was going to go with Tobago. I don't know. Okay. Lisa, do you know the answer to that one? No. All right. Amanda, do you know the answer to that one? Can you say it again? Are you allowed? Yes, I am. This island nation northeast of Trinidad and Tobago is the easternmost island in the Caribbean. I don't know. Okay. Denis, do you know this one? Barbados? That is correct. Denis, congratulations. Thank you. You're asking another big winner, and you have won a personalized Lewis Black rant. You got a phone? <laughs> and it's Denis? Denis, yes. All right. Anything you want me to say? Because I'm going to... Do you want me to be charming? <laughs> I share your feelings about soy milk, so... Hi, right, listen, uh, 
leave a message, okay, after the beep, this is Denis, and uh, I'm busy and I've got things to do. I don't know why you're bothering me with your nonsense. Make sure you leave a message. You know, I've got a lot of things on my plate right now, and if I don't get back to you, it's only because I'm, well, I'm, I'm much more important than you're giving me credit for. And so, and don't text, really, don't bother me with text, all right? Call me again, okay? Uh, better than that, just leave the message, make it succinct, okay? And do it now. Uh, I really do care about all of you. <laughs> Charm, love, and a rant. Who knew that was possible? Congratulations, thank you again to Lewis Black. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey, my name anagrams the Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. New chart. With additional puzzle writing by Karen Lurie, Josiah Madigan, Brock Mayen, Mary Tobler, and J. Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Josh Rogeson. Rhinos Jog So. Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. Jess Miller. Gel Misers. And our intern, Lauren Moon. On Moral One. Along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kristen Moeller, and David Hurtkin. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, actor Andy Serkis reveals how he created Gollum's unmistakable voice. I actually based it on uh, my cat coughing up fur balls. <laughs> and that's how it came out. So wow. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's guiltiest and most puzzling pleasure. That's the end of Ask Me Another. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're looking for a great new NPR podcast and radio show to check out, Invisibilia is a brand new show. It debuts on January 9th. It's a show that looks at the invisible forces that shape human behavior. Do not miss a single episode starting on January 9th.